Ready to form Voltron! This is a job for Superman. Power Rangers! Right away, Michael. Autobots, transform! By the power of Grayskull! For the honor of Grayskull! I'm the Doctor. everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of Charlie's GeekCast, part of the Two Two Freaks Internet Radio Network. I'm your host, Charlie, and today I'm going to do commentary on two different episodes of the Voltron history. Uh, one episode is Voltron Defender of the Universe Episode 5, The Princess Joins Up, and the other one will be Voltron Legendary Defender Episode 2, Some Assembly Required. But first, the news. As of this recording, Action Comics 1000 still has not been officially released, however two of the stories have been made available online by DC Comics, one written by Tom King with art by Clay Mann, and another written by Louise Simonson with art by Jerry Ordway. Like with preview scenes from an upcoming movie, I've chosen to stay away from these as I'd rather read them with the other stories when the issue comes out, but if you'd like to check them out and haven't already, they're available at dccomics.com. I can't tell you anything about them, because I didn't read them. Also, more variant covers for the issue have been shown off, and I'm pretty sure that at this point, due to the cost of the issue itself, it would cost more to get all the variants than it would cost to buy, I don't know, Disney World. But I digest. In other news, it looks like the Fantastic Four will finally be returning to the Marvel Universe in August, with a new title written by Dan Slott, with art by Sarah Pacelli. This could be interesting. I've actually enjoyed some of Slot's work, even some of the Spider-Man stuff, and Pacelli's art is growing on me, so I'll probably check this out, at least until it's forced to tie into the next Marvel event. Elsewhere in comics news, Boom Studios' Power Rangers comics have begun their Shattered Grid event as part of the franchise's 25th anniversary. You may know me as Tommy Oliver. You may know me as the Green Ranger, but I am not the man you know. I am a man from a different reality. I conquered my Earth and became someone infinitely more powerful. I am Lord Draken. Now I'm coming back to this world to conquer the Power Rangers here and everywhere else, wherever and whenever they're hiding. And that's just the beginning. And the story begins with a death that has far-reaching implications in Power Ranger history. Now, the issue just recently came out as I'm recording this, so I'm not going to say who the death is, but if you've read it, you know, and if you haven't read it, you can either read it or find out online. I'm sure someone has spoiled it already. And finally, it looks like Batman and Catwoman really will be tying the knot in Batman number 50. Well, as implied on the cover, I mean, how many times have we seen Superman die on the cover, or Batman die on the cover, or Robin die at dawn on a cover? So, you can only go by so much. But, 
on one hand, I'm having a hard time believing that this wedding will really happen. Then again, Superman is married and has a child. So if that can happen, I suppose Batman being married and having a child uh, isn't too far out of the realm of possibility. Either way, the issue's currently set for release on July 4th. And that's it for the news. So here's a couple promos, and I'll be right back with the first commentary. Voltron will be back after these messages. Hi, I'm John Wilson. And I'm Michael Kaiser. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Make Ours Marvel. You know, here we are in 2018, 10 years into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, can you believe we live in a world where everyone's old Aunt Petunia knows who Iron Man is? It's crazy, right? So, to celebrate, we're on our mission to explore the roots of the Marvel Universe. You know you've thought about it. Some of you may have even done it. And now we're going to do it too. We're diving back into the long boxes of Marvel's history and podcasting our way through the whole universe. All of it. Every superhero issue. And, if I can convince Mike, we'll even do Sergeant Fury. And it's not going to be one issue per episode. That'd take forever. <laughs> it's still going to take forever. But no, we're going to talk about as many comics as we can in an hour. Yep, an hour and, you know, maybe a little change. Every week, Marvel Comics. So it'd be super cool if you came along for the ride. Look for us every Friday at MakeOursMarvel.com. That's MakeOursMarvel.com. Or on iTunes and all the other usual podcasty places. And if you want to read along with us and send us your thoughts, we might even read emails. So until Avengers Infinity War gets a spin-off Warlock and the Infinity Watch TV show, Make Ours Marvel. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Podcast Network. It's Superman, Superman Movie Minute. Chris Franklin and Rob Kelly take you on a journey through time and space, examining, five minutes at a time, the greatest superhero movie of all time, 1978's Superman. Coming soon to a podcast network near you. You'll believe five minutes can fly. And we're back. Now, this episode, I'm going to have a link to on the website at charliesgeekcast.com. It, it is available fully legally on YouTube, thanks to the folks at World Events uh, on their Voltron page. Uh, so I was able to link to it. It's also on the DVDs that were released a few years ago. Uh, so you can watch it either of those ways. Now, if you watch it on YouTube and you're listening to this, because otherwise, why do a commentary track if you're not going to listen to the commentary? I will say that if I've watched this on my phone or my iPad, ads pop up. If I watch it through my Roku or one of my PlayStations, the ads don't pop up. So I recommend trying to watch it on a TV. Okay, got the TV set up. I've got the counter at 0000, and we're ready to go. So we're going to start on 3, 2, 1, go. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, 
comes a legend. Okay, so here we go. We have uh, a lot of this footage is just, well, obviously, they're just reusing footage. Huh. A lot of the footage from the intro comes from the legend, Voltron legend that they used in the first episode. This footage comes from Dairuger 15 or the Vehicle Voltron series for the Galaxy Garrison stuff. Roar. And this this one is taken from the third episode? When they, no, the second episode when they put on their uniforms. I like the effect of the pictures, though. And for some reason, they never changed that when Princess Allura joins the team instead of Sven. So all the episodes, even when they come back and do more Lion Voltron episodes after Vehicle Voltron, it still shows Sven. It's really weird. Now this is interesting. I did watch uh, Go Lion, the Japanese version, just to see for differences. The beginning of the episode is very different. Um, this scene is taken from a different episode. So is this. I don't need your opinion. <laughs> and bring me the, the cat is annoying. Understand? Yes, sire. Voltron will be destroyed and the young ones enslaved. How? Now listen carefully because no they're going to say this stuff. They're going to reiterate this whole thing several times. It had better work. And fast. Call out your robot gladiators, sire. Let them fight to the finish, and I will take the winner. Very well. This is where the Beast Lion, or the Go Lion episode I'll starts. Call my best robot gladiators into the arena immediately. They'll fight. They'll destroy one See, suddenly you're accident. You. And when you work your magic, it better be evil. Voltron will trouble you no more, sire. Listen to the voices here. They have to reiterate so many of the voices. They can only change them so much. And they say the same thing over and over again. It doesn't make sense. Even our gladiators can't stand up to Voltron. How can the witch improve a robot? Especially that voice. Voltron's back. There's hope. These space explorers who escaped from here, they're the ones who put Voltron together again. Let's beat you over. But if he beats Michael Bell. robot, he might come here to rescue us. I wonder if Voltron even knows we're here. The Voltron Force are the ones who operate him, and they saw us when they were here. Silence! Voltron is our only hope to ever be free of Zarkon. Is he really so, that strong and invincible? That one voice Zarkon is used on every other person. Stand up to him. There's Michael I've Bell again. a long time for this day. There was no sound effect for the actual hit. The gladiators are assembled. Hmm. I picked the best fighters. We don't need witchcraft, sire. My robots can completely destroy Planet Eris and the Voltron Force. Silence! Yorak! Your attack robots. Can you tell that Yorak and Zarkon have the same voice actor? Plan to create an invincible robot that will lead you to victory. I'm sorry, I sound kind of snarky. 
but look. And the one who survives will be taken to my tower, where I will give him the power to destroy Voltron. They reiterated it again. You do good work, Hanger. Hmm. All right, back to the gladiator games again. Check out the outfits that the robot people wear. Those are supposed to be robot people. Mm-hmm. Okay, this does get some editing in Go Lion. This is where why they have room to fit in all the uh, extra scenes in the episode. That guy just got sliced through the gut. We don't see that though. And the guy, uh, the guy with the yellow face, just got stabbed in the neck. We don't want weaklings. Let the winning robot fight three challengers. Think. Ah, commercial bumper. Nice. We now return to Voltron, defender of the universe. I see that one with the kind of bluish and the red muscle stuff inside it. I swear I've seen him on other episodes, but I guess this is the only time he shows up, considering he's going to die in a minute. Wait. Ooh, check that out with the mouth on the stomach. Yep, he got sliced. They actually don't show the slice in Golion, so that doesn't change. And this thing gets thrown. Now, in Golion, he stands up and gets stabbed in the neck. And we have our winner! And now the Witch Haggard will prepare you for your mission, the destruction of Voltron! Here's Hagger. where the fun starts, my evil cat! Alright, now, this, first of all, this is a good thing they're robots, because this would hurt. And Goline, this is supposed to be the Flames of Hell. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember what that's supposed to be. But the Flames and the Lightning... Oh, did you see her mouth move? In Goline, she doesn't actually say anything there either. It, I don't know what happened on that. That's just an animation error, I guess. He's changed color, and now he's got nipple guns. And tubes that uh, no point to them. And knee, knee pointers. Knee spikes is what I meant to say. People of Aris, we escaped from Zarkon slave dungeons and saw your planet There's Lance talking. Look, everyone wears the same outfit. But we need your help. Check out those clothes. <clears throat> Lance has a cool leather coat. But he's wearing bell bottoms. For the sake of your princess. Listen. Keith's wearing a tracksuit. Let's talk. I'll give By the way, that's Lance and Keith, if you don't already know. Whoa. Oh. And the series oh, almost ended right there. Much room. It's your world. Don't you want to help save it? I don't think they got the message, Keith. Lance, 
If you'd just seen your world wiped out, would you trust strangers who wanted you to help them fight? Listen, you people, give us a break. Now, watch the look on Hunk's face here. He's talking, almost pleading with him, but he looks angry. I noticed that a lot in this episode. The faces don't exact, their expressions don't exactly match what they're saying. Maybe if they don't want to cook here, we could all eat at the castle. They're scared. Can't really blame them. It's all up to us. Well, at least the princess is trying to help. Bell bottoms. On Golion, that is an antenna so they can contact other planets to help against Zarkon. My subjects are afraid. Zarkon's attack was brutal, and he took most of our people as slaves. There's only one way to rescue him. Voltron! But first, Voltron's got to defend And here, uh, the Voltron guys start badmouthing the people of Eris. So that angers Koran, who's that, and Princess Nora there, and they're trying to defend him. That starts a little bit of an argument. And he'll be back soon because the slave he desires most is Princess Allura. If he so much as lays a hand on her, I'll... I fear this time Voltron will face his greatest challenge ever. Be prepared. Don't worry. We'll be ready. Hmm. Right, team? Check out the mullets. Right. You bet. For sure. Absolutely. Good. Pidge's gender was always in question because he's supposed to be a boy, apparently, but he wears a barrette in his hair, so... And also kind of a sailor suit. And there goes the communication dish. He sure is. I like the design on the ships. It's kind of unique. To the launch area. Into the space lion. The space lion? Uh, I love this music. And then they started over again. I guess it wasn't long enough to fit the scene. Hear the beep 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 boop boop beep beep boop. Kind of crazy. This is one of the first times they use the whole launch sequence, too. Actually, they don't even use the whole launch sequence. They just use the whole get to the lions sequence. Set activator keys. Keys set. Count down to launch. Three, two, one. Go lion. Now, in Go Lion, I believe Keith is basically saying, okay, let's go, and Pidge says, Roger, but for some reason they thought it would be better for him to say, Rar. So, yeah. And at this point, all of the ships stop shooting and kind of decide to just let themselves be hit, or turn around and try to run off. Yeah, see, Yorak said that his ships could handle them. Uh-huh. Uh, that guy says Rod, or actually just goes, Ugh! Uncle Lion. Well, pretty much all the Robies show up like this. Uh, Hagar also uses the coffin to travel in. It's kind of annoying. I don't know. They go through a lot of these coffins. That is one spiky, nipple-gunny guy. Oh, here comes another commercial. Voltron. We'll be back after these messages.
We now return to Voltron, defender of the universe. Zarkon has produced a terrible new monster. Man, look at that it's thing. Awful. It's even only got three fingers on each hand. Do you see it? Plus Keith? thumbs. We're ready for him. Our laser blasters aren't even scratching him. Those we'll weren't lasers. Teeth in him. Those were rockets. Oh, blood! Blood! There's blood. Oh, he's running on the air. Oh, blue blood. Cut out a uh, hunk having a rotating headshot too. There we go. Voltron formation. You know, a lot of these sound effects on this part are actually taken from Golion. It's interesting. Uh, now I should point out too that when they recorded this, they only did it one person at a time. So there's hardly any instances throughout the entire series where they all manage to save Voltron at the same time. At least not in Lion Voltron. They kind of managed to do it in uh, Vehicle Voltron somehow. Form, feet, and they couldn't do a full studio recording until they did Voltron the Third Dimension. Form, arms, and, body. and after that, they kept doing studio recordings. Or full studio recordings with the whole team. And I'll form the head. Yeah. There he is, Voltron. Well, I can't believe I just said it like that. Sorry. Voltron ready. Oh, two swords out of the shoulders. That's gotta hurt. Look out, Hunk. Good job. Ooh, see, that's cheating. Oh, they're thigh spikes, not knee spikes. I'm sorry. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Karan is very pessimistic in this episode. Oh, animation problem there. They have blue trim on their helmets, or black trim on their helmets instead of white. That's right, back to normal. Whew. Pulled out of that dive. Uh-oh. Keith kind of reacts before he sees what it is, but okay. So far, this fight has not really changed much from the Golion version. Monsters stronger than Voltron. I don't know if you can notice this. I need to use some other kind of tactic. That's Koran pretending to be Silver Age Reed Richards. Very pessimistic. Alright! We got the upper hand and then the groin missiles. Right in the face, too. Ouch. 
Dodge a sword that causes explosions. And another sword that causes an explosion. Oh, go lion. Oh, go lion. She says to keep going, go lion. And Sven says, oh, shut up. Just to pray or something. That's why she kind of has that reaction. You know, with all the sophisticated equipment, you think you wouldn't need a mouse to tell you when there's a, an attack coming. But, you know, whatever. Those are the space mice. Man, they're really... The castle doesn't have much of a chance, does it? That shot will get reused again in a little bit. Man, they're even getting inside now. I wonder where the mice end up hiding when the next part comes up. Oh, another animation error. Her headband's red there, and it's normally white. See? And that's uh, remembering she, that Sven said to pray, so she decides to pray. Oh, no. He's just like, that's it. So she's praying. And there's the reused shot of the towers falling again. New trouble. Whoa! We've got our hands full. Yeah, Voltron's moving slow. There. Oop, the nipple guns. They actually work. Not just a design aesthetic. Now, later on, they'll call that spinning laser blade, although it's not really laser, but it does explode. And the spikes come out on his feet. And they just stand there. Don't move! Oh! Didn't see that coming. Except you did. Alright, now, this part really sucks if you're Voltron. I mean, they're trying to get to back to the castle to help, and they can't. Now, most of the time, they're just shouting, Princess! Princess! On Golion. And he's just holding them back. Now, here's basically where the castle is destroyed. For some reason, with the red and the explosions, I think of the uh, destruction of Krypton from Superman the movie when I see that part. There you go. Oh, they're still shouting princess here. Oh, they're kind of uh, ticked off at this point. My daughter, Zarkon took my life, but not my spirit. Has not the mighty robot yet freed you from his evil? She kind of has a conversation with King Alphor here. The Goline version doesn't have that problem. She just goes, Father! And look, there's no button, but now... Oh, look! There it is. Here we go. Now, the music in Goline is not as epic with this. This is epic with the Voltron theme.
This is also the musical key they'll reuse in the Voltron Force during the Voltron formation where they decide to start using the classic music for the formation part. You gotta wonder, how far down was that castle? And how did they not know about it? Especially since the control room is the same as what we had in the last castle, as the one in the last castle. If you think about it. They have the same Lion Launch Bay stuff and everything. So, weird. Impossible! A whole new castle just popped out of nowhere! And now, this one comes with a cannon. Just one, apparently, though. Nice cannon, though. It works really well. Oh, no. Just as it starts getting good. We now return to Voltron, defender of the universe. Well, like two and a half minutes left. Hey, hey! The princess has joined the battle. Looks like the Voltron Force has a new member. She missed. She missed. She missed. She missed again. She missed again father. and missed it. Ooh, nice dance Your moves, turn, though. Voltron. There we go, recharge. The use of the footage of the lions all roaring. Except that one with the green lion was new. I found this part interesting. You come down and swipe the thing, cut him in half. And then they go backwards. I thought that was something weird because something really explosive happens, but no, that's actually what happens in Go Lion 2. It just disappears. Now, this part's interesting. They have to fill in some space because of all the cuts they've made. The people of are so, we have this, now they're going to, to do this. Friends, this is different. Trons this is not in the Go Lion episode, especially since Princess Alora is right there on the blue line. Which is kind of redundant. Thanks to you, we can begin restoring our world. Which is also crazy, because if you think about it, uh, they're about to show Voltron formed standing on the bridge, which is actually where the next yeah, that's where the next key in or scene it goes. There you go. That's how it ends. And I was talking over it, but there was a slight problem with the audio, and the uh, little bit of that song that they were playing during her speech actually went over the ending theme. Oh, there's that scene again. The footage quality kind of went down a little bit there on the ending here. They actually redid the uh, credits on this too when they did the uh, DVDs. They actually had to find or recreate the font to match the original show. The music was arranged in New York, the recordings were done in L.A., and the show was put together in St. Louis. The national show. And that's the end of the episode. I hope you all enjoyed that one. I hope I didn't screw anything up there. So the next episode, we're going to have to go over to Netflix. So while I'm booting that up, I'm going to play a couple promos, and I'll be right back. Voltron will be back after these messages. <laughs> 
Batman Nightcast, a thrilling new podcast from the Fire and Water Podcast Network, hosted by Ryan Daly and Chris Franklin. Nightcast chronicles the Cape Crusaders' adventures in Batman and Detective Comics after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Highlights from this legendary era include Batman number 400, Legends, Mike Barr and Alan Davis, Batman Year One, Batman Year Two, Max Allen Collins, Ugh. Um, the new Jason Todd, Ugh. Millennium? You're not doing this right. Let me take over. Alan Grant and Norm Brayfogle. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park? Did you hear me say Norm freaking Brayfogle? Oh, yeah. Son of the Demon. The Killing Joke. A Death in the Family. Batman Year 3. A Lonely Place of Dying. Alan Grant, Alan Davis, Max Allen Collins. Why are there so many people named Alan from this era of Batman? The Rise of Tim Drake. Legends of the Dark Knight. And that's just up until 1989. Did anything exciting happen with Batman after that? You'll have to tune in to find out. Batman Nightcast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Find it on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Oh, we forgot to mention your favorite issue, when Batman fires Dick Grayson. You want to find another co-host? Andy, I have an amazing idea. Let's do a podcast. We've been talking about doing this for years. That sounds great! So, what should we talk about? Something no one else is talking about. Batman. <sighs> Mike, there are hundreds of Batman shows out there. You used to do one. True. Well, maybe we could do an index show. Are you insane? We both already host those. True again. Okay, maybe we could talk about Batman stories no one else does. Like the Jerry Conway run. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, we could discuss his entire run and then go into the Doug Mensch run. But we won't be tied down to that. We need to be free to talk about other Batman stories from that era as well. And we could call it The Overlooked Dark Knight, the non-index index show. Great! The Overlooked Dark Knight, the non-index index show. New episodes drop on the 14th and 28th of every month. The show and the website, www.overlookeddarknight.com, launch in May of 2017. From the Fortress of Bailitude Podcasting Network. And now, back to Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Okay, and we're back one more time, and this time I've got Legendary Defender Episode 2 pulled up, some assembly required. Now, I don't have a link for this, the only way you can watch this is on Netflix at this point, so hopefully everyone has Netflix, or a less reputable way of watching the episode. I'm on Netflix, and I've got it pulled up here, I've got, I've got the episode started, and got the counter at zero 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 zero, and we're gonna start in three, two, one, play. See Netflix. I told you. I like that Voltron makes the crescent moon thing for the DreamWorks logo. That's cool. You'll notice right off the bat, there's the differences and also the similarities between the two series. Definitely got an anime flavor. But the CGI work is really cool. And the animation quality is much higher. 
the opening kind of has them being a little stronger than they ever are in the series, unfortunately. Well, I say ever. There were five seasons in. There's more to come. So, but they never take on three Robies at the same time and wipe them out with one swipe. Put it that way. <laughs> this episode's going to have a little more humor than what you saw in the last one, too. <laughs> There's Lance sleeping. That's Keith, as you can tell by the red. There's Pidge. Those people he was with, those are uh, people that they saved last episode. Uh, he's waiting for them to wake up so that he can ask them where um, his father and brother are. I love Koran in this series. Oh, that's Allura behind him, by the way. It's over. I know! If only Voltron had been formed! Oh! Time? I guess this isn't an actual attack. And it's a good thing it wasn't, because it took you, Koran. 75 degrees. Oh, sorry. No, this is a meat thermometer. <laughs> However long it was, it was too long. You must always be ready to do battle with Sarkon. Look at you. Only Shiro is in uniform. Keith, Pidge, Hunk, where are your Bayards? And where is Lance? There's Lance. Look at that. It's only the second episode. He's already got blue lion slippers. They're still color coordinated. We had to run a test on the alarms, and we decided to test you as well. Guess which one failed? Hey, you got to sleep for ten thousand years, man. Monday night I was on Earth. Now I've flown through space, fought some evil alien named Zarkon, eaten goo in some weird castle. That's a lot to process in a. It's funny on this show too. It's a lot to process. Well, someday. You must understand the stakes of our mission. Over the last ten thousand years, the castle picked up distress beacons from the following locations. So wow. we have to assume that that's a lot. Yes. In ten thousand universe, ten thousand years, Zarkon, Emperor Zarkon on this series, voiced by a different Optimus Prime. Exactly. Our mission is Karan and I are getting the it's castle really ready to leave Aris. During that we'll get time, to hear him in a minute. you have to learn or to form Voltron so. so we can begin fighting Zarkon. The princess is right. Let's get to our lines and start training. Wait, but I want to talk to the prisoners we rescued from the Galra ship. Uh, See? Negative number five, I have you ranked by height. Okay. The prisoners need to remain in the cryo replenishers until tomorrow. That's right. Now get to your lions. Now keep notice on this because this is really the only episode they do this much with the getting to the lion sequence. And they do it twice in this one. <laughs> and Hunk's too heavy. <laughs> uh, the first time I saw this I was laughing my butt off. You've gotta be kidding me. Those are cool. Took a lot of their cues, oh, especially this part from the original series. It's a 
long way up, though. <laughs> There's, there he is. <laughs> and it took off without him. Poor hunk. Should someone go in after him? There he is. Seriously, though, can't they park these things like a little closer to the bridge? All right, guys, let's just fly in tight formation until we're totally in sync. I love this. This is this is actually one of the more humorous episodes. It's not a true reflection of the series, but I wanted to pick a fun episode. Yay! Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is good. Am I the only one who's still pretending to be excited? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Clearly this isn't working. Let's sit down for a little bit. Maybe we should be building Voltron from the ground up. What do you mean? Keith is, Vol is voiced by Steven Yoon, who's on like Walking on Dead. Or was. I think he still is. I don't watch idea? Walking Dead, so I have no idea. It's worth a try. Also, there's a, a bit of a competition between Sven and... Sven. Between Lance and Keith, so that'll that gets played up a lot in this episode. Hunk. What are you doing? What do you mean? You're supposed to be the leg over there. What? No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure that when we did it last time, I was the head, right? You yelled, I'm a leg. Yeah, I was yelling a lot of things. Shiro's the head. All the time? Let's just try it my way for now. Okay, but next time I call head. Okay, arms and legs, and I'll form the head. Call back to the original Voltron sequence. Now, this is weird. Um, some people will recognize that Shiro is voiced by Josh Keaton, who also voiced Peter Parker in Spider-Man in Spectacular Spider-Man. He also voiced Flash in Justice League of Two Worlds, or I believe is what it was called. Unfortunately, now, now that I've seen this and I've watched it so much, that's all I can hear is, is him as Shiro. Yesterday, None of the others kind of takes me out of them. Until you were in the heat of battle. Yeah, I'm listening. You're right. Yeah, I guess. Perfect. Because I need to run a diagnostic test on all of the castle's defenses. This should help. So I'm just going to shoot at you. Here we go. Run. Alora, what are you doing? It's gonna work, Lance. There's a shield. Yep, let's see. Please stop! Please! Have mercy on us! You think Sarkon is going to have mercy on you? He's probably on his way right now to destroy us all. Auto lock on engaged. And she just walks off. Here we go. Listen to that voice. Sir, the That's the scariest Zarkon you will ever hear. Any longer would have cost half my crew. Hmm, perhaps. But the half that survived would have been, would have been stronger. stronger. Hmm? Weakness is an infection. Better to cut it off than let it spread. This is the most redesign of all the characters. What have you and your druids come up with to capture Voltron? I have been working on perfecting something. That's Hagar. Something that will strike fear into the hearts of any that stand against it. 
Voltron may have surprised Sendek, but he will not be able to overcome my creation. The Sendek she mentions is basically the, the this show's version of Yorick. Are we at full power on condenser number five yet? No, still just 84%. You did it! You formed Voltron! No. The shooting stopped and the particle barrier shut down, so we just flew in. What? Oh, right. Uh, sorry, Princess. I had to turn off the castle defenses to test the fire suppressors. <laughs> what are you guys doing in here? We're not taking a break. Shiro's right. You should be training. We've been training. When are we going back to Earth? I'm not going back until I find my family. Guys, there won't be an Earth if we don't figure out how to fight Zarkon. How are we going to fight? We can't even figure out how this to This is kind of something that lasts a few episodes. Between not wanting to be there and wanting to get out of there and try to get home and help their or Pidge wanting to help his family. During the last attack, your survival instincts forced you to work as a team. But that will only get you so far. You'll have to become a real team to have any chance of forming Voltron and then beating. I like the uniforms on this series too. Try working out on the training deck. There's a training deck. I think I have the opportunity you've been waiting for. How would you like to get your revenge against the champion? Uh, the champion, if you recall last episode, um, Shiro was actually taken and spent a bunch of, ended up spending a bunch of time on some Galra planet. He became the champion in the gladiatorial games and defeated a lot of of monsters, including that one. But he doesn't remember any of that, so that's unfortunate. It's also how he gets the robot arm that you haven't seen yet. Oh, good job, Duck Hunk. on keeping me safe. Me? I own this drill. You're the one who needs to concentrate. Well, that didn't last long. Oh. To form Voltron, you must trust in each other. This ancient paladin maze will teach you that trust. Your teammate can see the walls, but you cannot. Ooh. So listen carefully. If you touch the walls, you'll get a slight shock. Wait, who's guiding me through? Take two steps <laughs> forward. Oh no, not Keith. Why does he get to be the man on the mic? Oh, just sit tight, you'll get your turn. Like I said, take two steps forward, turn right, and take three steps that direction. <laughs> you did that on purpose! You're not listening. You said turn right. But before that, I said take two steps forward. Mm, two steps. <laughs> We're switching places right now. <laughs> Oh, You'll never be able to form plants. Voltron unless each of you has a strong bond with his lion. No problem. Me and Blue are best buds for life. For real. Perfect. Then you won't have any issues with this exercise. Everyone, put your lions into a nosedive. This is an expert level drill that you really shouldn't attempt until you've been flying for years. But uh, we're in a bit of a rush, so here we go. Activating training helmets. Now, even though we can see their eyes, they're blind. Not sure how that works, but you know. 
It was like the sunglasses, but reversed. Feel what the lion feels. Uh, mine feels scared. You still going, Kate? You know it. You going? I'm speeding up. Oh yeah. Not sure where their competition started from. I think, well, obviously back at the garrison, but not, they don't really explain why. Of course, it kind of leads them into just hitting the ground. I win. What was that noise? Now, because of the CG in this episode, um, you're not gonna. The next few episodes actually don't have much lion stuff going on, unfortunately. Got to save the budget, you know. Oh, Shiro's. Winking with his lion. It worked. He's truly the Black Paladin now. Training is being able to meld your minds and focus on one thing, Voltron. Everything else has to fade away. Okay, meditation. This technique will be essential every time you form Voltron. So relax and open your mind. No walls, no secrets between <laughs> paladins. Come on, everyone, clear everything. Now focus on forming your lion. Bring your lions Ooh. together and, and form Voltron. Keep your minds open, work Change together. isn't doing very well. Keep focusing! Only one to go! Pidge, stop thinking of your girlfriend. I wasn't! Hunk was rooting around in my head. I, I thought we were open. You can look in my head hole. Everyone has to be able to look at everyone's head holes. <laughs> head holes. There you Good. go, Pidge. Almost there. Now form Voltron. Yes. I'm done with this. Look, I don't like everyone grubbing around in my head. Oh, come on, Pidge. We're starting to get the hang of this. I'm just, I'm just tired. Okay. Well, the animation style is kind of weird. I mean, let's take a break. Pidge's glasses. There's only about half a glass, and the eyebrows are visible through the hair. What are you doing lying around? You're supposed to be training. Even on the Laura and Keith. You know, you can't push too hard. What do you mean, can't push too hard? Get up, you lazy lumps. It's time you face the gladiator. Oh, look, space mice. In order to defeat the oh, they're weapons here. They're, uh, they're Bayards, which are their private weapons. Changed a bit based on, depending on who it is. Lance gets a cannon. He gets a laser Gatling gun. He gets a sword. And Pidge basically gets a little, uh, grapple. And uh, the blacklit Bayard is missing, so Shiro just uses his Galra arm. Guess it's the best way to see. It's the best way to put it. Oh, just had a flashback. That's his first one, I think. Shiro, 
Are you okay? That combat simulator was set at a level fit for an Altaian child. You're not even close to working as a team, let alone ready to face Sarkon. Ahoy, young paladins! I've whipped up a big batch of focusing food. After this meal, mm. you'll be forming Vultrals six times a movement and twice on the astral conflux. Smells great, Karan. Thanks. Uh-oh. Hold the phone! I saw a lot of solid individual performances today, but you're still struggling to work as a team. So welcome to the final bonding exercise of the day. Karan, I want you to think about what you're doing. <laughs> oh, this one's a classic. You get to feed each other, like a pack of Yelmors. Yelmors, those are the greatest animals. And we're getting the construction of the first Robies. Takes a little longer than it did in the uh, original series. No Hellfire or anything like that. There's the actual creature that will control and become the heart of the Robeast. Still magic, though. Can't you just give us a break? Everyone's been working really hard today. Yeah. Basically jello. We're not like... some prisoners for you to toy with, like 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 a bunch of toy prisoners. Yes. Thank you, Lance. Well, you do not yell at the princess. Oh, the princess of what? We're the only ones out here, and she's no princess of ours. Ooh. Edge. Uh-oh. Food fight. Wow, Karan. Oh, it's on now. Oh, really? Ew. <laughs> on the plus side, it does work. Actually, don't hate you right now. You guys thinking what I'm thinking? Let's go form Voltron. Yeah! Actually, I was thinking dessert, but yeah, let's do it. Punk likes to eat, in case you can't tell. Okay, and then the only other time you see them do this, except this time they're in their uniforms. I think on YouTube someone took the original Voltron theme and put it with this, and it worked. Not a hundred percent sure what the issues are, but it's there's some legal rights issue that prevents them from being able to use the term Voltron Force or the actual music, which makes no sense to me. But I don't, I'm not a legal guy. You know, since WP is the one that got these guys to do the show in the first place. But whatever. 
here we go. Then let's go. Now this is why I didn't put a the Voltron combination sequence on the uh, last episode. There's no talking, and it's basically the theme song again. So I, you know, didn't really see much of a point in an audio podcast. I apologize if anyone was offended by that. That's new. Instead of a crest, it has just this giant V on the chest. But all the Paladin uniforms have that V too, so that's interesting. I haven't exactly explained where that comes from, but I'm guessing it's a Altaian symbol. Or maybe it's just because of the whole Voltron thing and it's a V for Voltron. I could be reading too much into it. I never said I was smart. I could get them to do it. They just needed a common enemy. It's true. Like the old proverb says, a man can be driven to do anything if a beautiful woman is just really, really mean to him. <laughs> man, that That's cool. awesome. I'm so charged up. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to sleep tonight. This is so curious. Not me. When my head hits the pillow, I'm gonna be lights out. I just want you to know that I realized when we were in Voltron, we're brothers, man. You know, like we're totally connected. No secrets, no barriers, no nothing. Brothers all the way. I love you guys. G-forces mess with your head a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little. I, I don't know. It's been a tough few days. Going to bed, Pidge? In a minute. Good work today. We're really coming together. Sorry, I stopped talking. You like Shiro's bowl cut? Yeah. Oh, back to Doom. Well, Galra. This beast will allow us to destroy the paladins. And then Voltron will be setting up the next episode. Coming next episode. Voltron battles a real beast. And there's the credits. Oh, that reminds me, Andrea Romano. She has retired, but this is one of her last shows that is still going on. Until she finishes retire or until she finishes retiring. But yeah, this is one of her last shows. She actually does work on this, which is probably, in my opinion, why the series works so well. Alright, well that'll do it for our commentaries then. So here's a couple promos, and then I'll be back with listener feedback. Voltron will be back after these messages. You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen, and I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than 25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the Quarterbin, where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarterbin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast on iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny. What? Have you ever read uh, a Superman comic? Not in the last few hours. Oh, I was just checking, right? Just checking. Hey everyone, my name is Michael Bailey, and I have been a fan of Superman for as long as I can remember. 
1987, I started collecting the Superman comics as a going concern, which led me down a long and winding comic book-filled path to 2007 when I first started podcasting. Well, it's 2017, and because it's been 10 years since I started podcasting, and 30 years since I started reading Superman full-time, I thought it might be fun to start a new show called It All Comes Back to Superman. It All Comes Back to Superman will be my monthly reaffirmation of my Kryptonian faith, where I will pick out something about the Man of Steel and discuss it. Sometimes I'll be alone. Sometimes I'll have a guest. No matter how many people get involved, Superman will be the focus. It All Comes Back to Superman is part of the Fortress of Bailey Tube podcasting network. New episodes will drop on the 28th of every month. This show and all of the other programs that are part of the Fortress of Baileytude podcasting network can be found at www.fortressofbaileytude.com. And now, back to Voltron, Defender of the Universe. All right. And for our listener feedback, we have one piece of email, and it came in courtesy of my friend, Russell Bragg, and he writes, Hello, Charlie. Welcome back. If I were creative, I'd redo the Welcome Back Cotter lyrics to be about your podcasting return. Well, thank you. Being away from podcasting so for so long, I thought it might take you a bit to get your groove back, but that wasn't the case. I guess you were on my show, the DC Comics Presents show, not that long ago. Nice plug there, Russell. And yes, I was on a recent episode. Maybe that was the jolt you wanted or needed. Actually, actually it was. That very much help. Thank you. I don't know. Anyway, it's always fun to hear your origin story. I'm assuming you'll be talking Superman every once in a while. Maybe even get a Bronze Age comic or two in there. Wink. Eh, maybe. I'll probably be touching upon Superman. That didn't sound right. I'll probably be uh, talking some Superman, especially this year with it being his 80th anniversary. Anyway, back to the email. It's just great to have you back, period. Being on Two True Freaks, does this mean you might be on Back to the Bins or other TTF shows more often as a guest? That would be great. Just don't do too much at once and burn yourself out. I guess that's all I have for this time around. Once again, welcome back. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presents show. Well, nothing is set up yet, but uh, there's a possibility you might hear me on more shows. Especially on one of those get-together ones, although probably not this year. Well, we'll see. Anyway, P.S. Maybe you and J. David Weeder can get together again sometime. I miss him, too. I miss him, too, Russell. Dave is currently, judging by his Facebook posts, working on making a, a podcasting comeback as well. It is not with me. We talked about it, but uh, there was, it was bad timing and problems with schedules. Just kind of prevented that from happening, but he apparently is working on podcasting, possibly bringing back Dave's Daredevil podcast, judging by his Facebook posts, and I hope he does, because I would love to hear some more of that. Yeah, and if he wants to come on this show, that'd be great. Uh, if he wants me on, on anything he's doing, uh, I would love to be on there, but uh, as of now, currently no plans to be doing anything together. But that's it. I want to thank you all for listening, and for downloading yet another episode of the show, and Next time, I don't know exactly what I'll be doing, but I believe I'm probably going... Well, no, you know what? I'm not going to tell you. Because if I tell you and I don't do that, then someone's going to be upset. So, tune in next time when we find out what it is I'm going to talk about. See you later, everybody. Bye. You have been listening to Charlie's Geekcast. 
You can find the show at twotruefreaks.com and at charliesgeekcast.com, where you can find enhanced show notes that include extra images and or video links. You can also follow the show by joining the Facebook group. Just search for Charlie's Geekcast. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, or you can find me on Twitter at SuperChuck1980 or OrangeRanger198. Charlie's Geekcast is an I Don't Have a Fake Company name production. All images, music, and sound clips are copyright their respective copyright holders. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Charlie's Geekcast. Thank you for listening, and God bless.